this is Patrick Daly and welcome to Interlinks. Interlinks is a program about connections, international business, supply chains and globalization and the effects these developments have had on our life, our work and our travel over recent times. Today on the show, we will be talking to Bernard Hoare, founder and group CEO of the Hatio Group, who joins us from Kuala Lumpur in Malaysia. The Hatio Group is a technology business based originally in South Korea, specializing in digital warehousing and network distribution. Uh, since 2012, Hatio has a proven track record of envisioning and delivering major transformational change, cost reduction, and operational improvement programs. And at Hatio, uh, Bernard currently leads a strong team of software engineers, project managers, designers, uh, on large-scale digital transformation projects in the telecommunications, healthcare, supply chain, and logistics in industry. So thank you very much, Bernard, for being here with us today. You're very welcome. Thanks, Patrick. Thanks. Uh, thanks for having me on the show. How's it going for you? Very well, very well, and you're very welcome. So maybe just to uh, kick off, Bernard, could you tell me in overview about your career to date, particularly uh, the international aspect, and how did you come to be where you are now as CEO of a, of a technology business? Sure, absolutely. Um, so, so I guess I guess um, um, a lot of people ask me, you know, how how did how did I come to um, the technology business, and eventually how do I come to the supply chain and logistics space, right? Uh, and and my my simple answer has always been, you know, um, very humbly, logistics and supply chain found me. You know, um, I, I I'm I'm a marketer. Um, I my my base is uh, basically in communications, uh, and uh, I started. Uh, in fact, I started as uh, young as uh, when I was 21. Um, and uh, you know, um, in PR and events management, um, and then I eventually go moved into corporate comms. Um, and we were basically designing, uh, you know, corporate communications programs um, and projects uh, for for uh, public listed companies. Um, and one thing led to another, and I think we were very much um, pushed by the market uh, changes. Um, and you know, um, as things get more and more digitalized over at this part of the world, um, and that's where that's where the opportunity came by uh, for us to pivot ourselves, our business model into the um, digital part, right, in technology. And 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 it was really as simple as. Um, it's as simple as um, uh, uh, web development, and, and then of course, eventually, you know, the the whole mobile app uh, thing boomed, um, and it was at that point in time. Um, and we, I remember, at one point in time, uh, we had a a problem with uh, talents, you know, uh, because as you know, in Asia, especially in this, in this part of the world, in Southeast Asia, there's a lot of uh, unicorns, right? The Grabs and you know the Lazadas and all that, and and they were grabbing, you know, they, they were paying good money to all the software engineers. Right, so so we so left um, small medium uh, SMEs like us, and and we like you know where where do we get these talents, and and that pushes us to um, uh, our first acquisition in Vietnam. Um, and and that's where we we I remember going booking a flight ticket. You know, I was telling my partner um, as we were scratching our heads, how do we solve this <laughs> these problems of software engineers? You know, um, getting the right talents to work on stuff, right? So so we say, hey, let's book our first ticket out to Vietnam. To uh, to I remember it was to Saigon to Ho Chi Minh City, um, and, and we didn't even know who to meet there, right? Um, and and it was really going in there, and we Google, right? We just Google top ten mobile development companies, 
in in Saigon, <laughs> and there's this like this these guys right. Uh, these are the top ten companies that you so you, you that you should meet. And uh, we we contacted a couple of them, and uh, very quickly, and 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 this is one thing I learned about. Um, and this is one thing I I, I learned and I strongly believe in. Is it's all about the relationships, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and and even in in a, in, a, in a, and it's all about the culture, right? And how 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 you how you how you make relationship matters. So so we quickly became very good friends to the Vietnamese. Uh, I remember Gabriel Tuan, um, and we we became really good friends and it was the following day in uh, day two in Saigon they like hey come to office you know um, let, let us host you and yeah that, that was a uh, long story short um, we a couple of months later we acquired these guys uh, and we, we became their co-founders and partners and here you go you know um, all, all of a sudden we're like hey I'm a, I'm a full-fledged technology business owner and, and we have a setup down in Vietnam right <laughs> And, and then the projects grew. Uh, we 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 kept we were capturing more and more digital transformation um, because at that time Southeast Asia, um, especially uh, when I, where I was in Malaysia, it was really going through a fast pace of change as far as digital is concerned, right? Um, and and one thing led to another, um, you know, and and the whole whole interlink, right, uh, of how we eventually uh, started working on a project with with with, with Korea with a Korean company, um, and that. Is the thing that led me to my connection uh, with 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 Korea, right? Um, and 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 then we started again. It was all about the relationships, people we meet, um, um, companies we connected with, um, and one thing led to another. Um, and it was really in one of those uh, trips that I have with my family in Korea, um, and of course through 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 my through a couple of friends, through a couple of my Korean friends, um, and we connected to each other, and 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 that's where I met my co-founders uh, of Hatio, right? Um, at that time, uh, and that is, that's how that's how that's how we started, um, and and uh, and uh, fast track to 2018, 2017, 2018, um, the leadership of Hatio says, hey, look, you know. Um, Let's. I think it's time because we, we were having good we were having good traction. We we're having good fun in, in in South Korea with CJ Logistics, with Amore Pacific, um, um, with iHerb.com. You know, setting up their their APEC re, uh, regional distribution hub. Um, we were even doing. Uh, we were even uh, working with Lazada, uh, the Lazada Group uh, in in Shenzhen, op, um, kind of like optimizing all their consolidation centers down in Shenzhen. Um, and then it was really in 2018, the leadership decided to say, hey, you know what? It's time to get out of the comfort zone, right? And let's let's go into a new region. So, so I'm the Southeast Asian kid, uh, very naturally. Uh, they're like, let's go there, right? And at that time, there was like a huge, huge, um, you know, push uh, by the South Korean government to, 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 to help uh, South Korean businesses uh, expand the Southeast Asia. So there I was. Uh, which is why I always say logistics found me. I really believe logistics found me. Um, technology found me first, and then it was connected to logistics and supply chain. And here I am. Um, with, you're, uh, back very, you're back home in Malaysia. Yeah. I'm back home. Yeah, I'm back home. Um, you know, in my card, in my business card, um, I have my Korean name, right? It's a direct translation from my 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 Chinese name, right? So so I have a I have a Korean name and and, and it's it's work wonders, you know, um in terms of a conversation startup. And because the way I we look. So when we're in Korea, um, people are like, oh, hey, you're a Southeast Asian guy, right? And when we come back to Southeast Asia, uh, where I am right now in Kuala Lumpur or Singapore and Vietnam, and every time I, I, I share my business card and there's, there's a Korean name called Yong Jae, right? And then look at me, you Korean, you know? <laughs> like, yeah, and it's a good conversation starter. So it's been, it's been a good journey. It's been a good journey, very fun, um, you know, um, going all over. But, and, and really, that's the one key thing I learned really is about it's, it's all it's really all about the culture and 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 the people well, what you are, connect what, and, what are yeah. the uh, cultural differences um between um so you as a as a, as a Malaysian are you Chinese Malaysian right 
Yeah, yeah, that's right. uh, and and then say Korean or mainland China. So, what are the distinctions that maybe Westerners would not necessarily pick up on? <laughs> we're we're really different, right? Um, so, okay, so key, key fact number one is this, right? Um, the Chinese in Malaysia, they're the Malaysian Chinese. Um, uh, most of the time, or rather all the time, we we are a prouder Malaysian. And, and we, we don't really call ourselves Chinese. We're just Malaysian, right? And Malaysian is, you know, it's multi-ethnic and, and multi-race, yeah. right? Yeah. Um, and the mainland Chinese is like the super loyal Chinese factor, right? Um, with China, with China, right? Um, they're China, they're not Chinese, they're China, right? So 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 that's that's one, right? Um I I, I although I'm not I I I've never really had the opportunity to really have um, immerse to immerse myself in in the China culture before, but I, I can I can tell you, however, in in Korea, right? Um, is I guess I guess the the culture really where where it's different from is because number one, you know, um, and 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 I always love this part of the Korea story, right? How how they 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 got out from the war, right? Between the south and the north. Um, they, they weren't really an advanced nation, you know, and, and if you look at, at, at if you actually looked at the the, Sams, the, the the Samsung story, right? Um, how Samsung actually started as as, as a mini market, right? Um, and it's it's not even television or mobile phones of what we looked at Samsung today, right? And smartphones and all that. So so and 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 the and the motivation, the the the, the inspiration behind Samsung story of you know the, the the reason why they started Samsung and why they grow Samsung is to basically help safer country. Right and and look and look at where where they've where they've come from right uh you know um and where where they get to today right which is really you know um they 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 are one of the very few advanced nation in Asia right um Malaysia probably achieved their independence uh many years longer than than where they are but look at where they are today right with Kia Hyundai um LG and the likes that you have right um so. So, so really it's, it's where, and that's where I find it really interesting, you know, um, and, and that has basically driven the behavior of, of, of the people, of the people, um, whether it's Koreans or whether it's Malaysians. Um, and that has also, uh, you know, I, I don't like to say that Koreans are more cultured people. I think everybody has their own culture and we should respect it. But uh, the, the fact that I have the privilege um, to live and immersed in these two different set of cultures um, I, I guess it has pro- sort of a, a, in a lot of ways uh, made me a very hybrid culture kind of kid, right? Like, yeah. So, so even here, even here, when we expand to Southeast Asia, the one very interesting thing here is that when we expanded into this region, the one, the first thing, in fact, the first thing that we told ourselves, you know, um, it, it, among my co-founders was, we got to keep and we got to preserve um, the, the 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 strong culture that we have brought. Uh, and, and put together when we are operating out in South Korea, right? Um, um, a lot of hard work, um, a lot of uh, you know respect, you know the the, the, the respect beat, you know um, um, how to stay respectful at the same time stand firm. <laughs> you know that's it's one of the hardest things for yeah, like generations like that. Right? It has broadened your 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 mind. Yeah. So maybe maybe I'll ask you about you. You describe Hatio as a digital supply chain platform. So could you explain to us in simple terms what that is and and how it works? Sure. Uh, so uh, the 
it's basically a cloud. So what, what we do is that we run a cloud supply chain platform, right? Uh, where we started really was, and it's, and, it's, and it's really thanks to Southeast Asia, right? In South Korea, we were all about warehouse controls and execution systems. So, you know, right? Automation, robotics, IoT, and all, and all those stuff. When we came to Southeast Asia, we thought those would work here. Um, but however, after a quick, uh, you know, a considerable amount of time that we spent uh, studying the market, uh, we, we kind of learned and realized that the market wasn't ready for this yet, this level. And, but however, at the same time, we, we realized a huge opportunity and a huge addressable market um, of, 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 of local SMEs who is in need of digitization. So that's where we started with a very simple mere warehouse management software, a WMS, right? Um, and, and Patrick, let me tell you this. We've got our first two customers, right, in Malaysia. The first two customers bought a WMS from us before we even have a WMS proper. So we don't have a software and, and they gave us a contract, right? And, and so we, did, we, we used the capabilities that we have from all the, the, the work that we've been doing with uh, CJ Logistics and all those guys. And we put together a quick WMS and we delivered. And we saw the major transformation, right? So, so from a WMS and then what happened then very quickly was fast forward to 2020 was COVID, right? And the pandemic locked down everybody. And I think, and I think it has upended the entire global supply chain. All right. Um, and, and one of the key things that happened in Southeast Asia very actively was e-commerce, right? So e-commerce took the fastest pace ever, right? You know, lightning speed, right? It was moving at lightning speed. And we pivoted very fast from a mere warehouse management software. And here's how the whole cloud supply, how the whole platform comes together, right? From a mere WMS, we pivoted the product into connecting with first connecting with the ERPs of the world like Oracle SAPs, um, uh, make it EDI and API ready. We were connecting to all the major marketplaces very quickly. Um, basically, the plan to connect with the, the marketplaces was basically fast track two years, 24 months. Imagine in our product timeline, right? Fast track 24 months. Um, we connected and and uh, and then we connected with the last mile delivery guys. Uh, we had our own last mile delivery module. Um, and before we know it, and then we 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 came out with a uh, uh, we basically developed into our product roadmap uh, a, a new product that that manages the marketplace. So it was a marketplace management and intelligence. So when you put these four, so when we look at it, we put these four things together, right? E-commerce marketplace management. Orders management, we're doing B2B and B2C, right? Um, 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 inventory management and warehouse management. So these four key modules of the logistics and supply chain world, we unified it in one technology. So instead of selling it as four different products, you know, we, we kind of saw that, hey, the only way to go seamless and, and you know, the whole cost saving thing and all that is to basically unifying this, this, these four technologies together and make it work like an orchestra, right? So, so that's, that's what we did. And we said we, we didn't know whether it would work like that. But what I, I guess what was really interesting was we were co-creating this product um, called the cloud supply chain platform with the local players in Southeast Asia. So we, we, didn't, we didn't build something. Remember, we didn't build something and sold to them, right? We sold to our first two customers before we even have a product. And we were just downloading notes. What do you need? Why? How do you do this? How would you like to change this? And then we took all these things in and like, okay, what do we do from now, from here? Right? What, what kind of um, uh, companies are your client companies? Yeah, uh, so our primary our primary target uh, people that uh, companies that we work with are the retailers, uh, and yes, the last twenty months the e-commerce retailers has been a fast growing market for us. It's it's, it's amazing, you know, um, uh, you know, uh, uh, that's the first market. The second market are the distributors, 
right? So, so we were working with the distributors, uh, distributing into, into thousands of points daily on a daily basis. So we're powering up all these, uh, all these guys. Um, and then um, the, the, the third segment that we're working with, um, and, and we're also working with them very closely as partners, uh, as part of our network distribution, uh, are the third-party logistics players. So we're powering up a lot of third-party logistics warehouse operators. Um, and, 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 you know, when I say powering up, a lot of times people, you know, a lot of times people just thought, oh, so you install a software in, in the warehouse. I said, no, it's not as easy as that. Installing a software in the warehouse, most of the time you have more damage than, 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 than good, right? So we're like, no, no, it's not about that. Um, it's, it's really about powering up and it's not only the software, it's not only the technology, but also the operations. It's, it's, it's like, a, you, know, you know what I'm talking about, right? The whole end-to-end transformation and people and operations and machines have got to work together you know I've, I've i've seen a lot of cases here uh patrick just to share with you um where where they are local the bigger boys the slightly bigger medium the bigger boys um and and they deploy automated guided vehicles the agvs right so they deploy like 10 agvs in their warehouse but they don't use a wms so how does that work i mean <laughs> asrs and they don't have you know they had have whole investment on asrs it's a pharmaceutical company here whole ASRS investment worth about 10 or 15 million dollars. And they don't, they, their biggest challenge today is they don't have a visibility on their inventory. And I was like, how does that work? <laughs> that doesn't make sense. 93.9, Dublin South FM. I've heard you talking about the supply chain as um, first mile, middle mile, and last mile. So last mile. Yeah. Your, your slice really is the, the middle mile, right? These players, the middle mile. retailers, yeah. distributors, LSPs, they're in the, the middle mile, right? Mm-mm, mm-mm. Yeah, yeah, very much in the middle mile. Uh, we we do have we, we we do attract the the first mile, especially the manufacturers right now. Um, and what is really interesting? Oh yeah, speaking of which, what is really interesting right now over the last uh, over the last twelve months that I've that, that that I've been having that conversation with is with the ma- with the manufacturers. And these are guys that's looking at D to C, the direct to consumer approach. So they're basically shifting their gears. Right, they're saying, "Hey, look, you know, we've been working with all these distributors and dealers, but because of COVID, because of you know uh, all these retail lockdowns, um, um, we we have we have been forced, right? We've been forced and pushed to basically look at uh, and, and consider strategies of how do we get our product closer to our con- to our customers, our consumers, right? So, so a lot of uh, we've been we've been getting a lot of conversations around this area. Uh, we we're actually working on one or two a couple of projects uh, with directly with the manufacturers where they have basically." shift they're starting to shift gears and their, their decision is hey look moving forward you know we're not gonna we're not, not gonna what's gonna happen i mean today we have like what omicron right maybe maybe next week they announce yeah the new variant called decepticon right but but you don't know what, what's gonna happen next so 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 they're really future proofing there and it's, and it's very encouraging to see this right now yeah, in, the, in the in local within local sme space that where they are looking at really future proofing their supply chain right uh, as a manufacturer so they're saying how do i uh, deploy a strategy to do a direct to consumer yeah, and, 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 and that's where we come into okay. play. And will you or can you uh, provide solutions to companies outside of Southeast Asia? Uh, yeah, uh, we we do have our customers, of course, in, in, in Korea uh, so far. Um, and we are in all the key markets in Southeast Asia, like Vietnam, Singapore, um, Thailand, Indonesia, of course, Malaysia. Uh, we are looking at, uh, we are currently studying the feasibility of uh, deploying it out of Southeast Asia uh, somewhere in uh, the Canada space. So, 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 so we're talking um, because we are a SaaS model. Um, we, 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 we could um, do remote deployment. Um, also, thanks to the lockdown, the last 20 months, uh, we thought we we're going to go out of business, but it has really pushed us to digitalize all our stuff and, and we could now do remote deployment. So we're, we're definitely looking into that. Um, so say say into I'm that. a retailer 
and I have mm-hmm. a distribution center. So I'm a middle mile player and maybe I have several dozen retail outlets and I've experienced a huge surge in e-commerce um, orders direct to consumer. And I'm kind of struggling with the physical operational challenges of that. How might I use your digital supply chain platform and your services to improve my situation? Sure. Um, first things first is basically the visibility to inventory, right? Um, and and because so 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 it's a it's a very common case that we have now here, uh, and that we've been helping and working with a a, a lot of uh, most of our clients in this case, uh, where where like what you just mentioned, uh, multiple multiple uh, multiple channels, multiple sales channels, um, uh, brick and mortar retails falling back on e-commerce, and when they go on e-commerce, you know the one thing, Patrick, the, the one thing very interesting that I observe and realize is when they fall back on e e-commerce um, they they will always think that first they always think that it's easy and and then they started having more and more stores in the marketplace more and every sales every marketplace is like a sales opportunity right um, and that's where the nightmare starts right because they go they will go and overselling out of stock and all that um, so 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 that's where we come in and we say hey look you know um, first is basically to streamline right so 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 sign up to the platform right we'll set you guys up uh, streamline first is to streamline all your channels right whether it's b2b web store brand.com uh, multiple marketplaces um, um, or even your retail outlets right so you streamline all this and you centralize so you're looking at it like a control tower view right so you centralize where um, um, all these orders so centralize all these orders into operato which is a cloud supply chain platform to the platform and then basically these orders get kicked into the fulfillment process right so the fulfillment process uh, uh, one of the things that we we, 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 we we have been getting more and more of these cases is where they have multiple distribution points right and it's also multiple distribution points we also have multiple distribution points across border right? So one in Singapore, one in Malaysia, but it's the same brand. It's the same retail guy, right? And he's saying, how do I streamline this right now, right? Uh, orders coming from Singapore, the orders goes into the Singapore fulfillment, right? So so, so we're, we're, doing, we're doing this right now. Um, uh, we're helping, uh, I think, I guess the, sim- the, 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 the easiest way to put it is we, we're helping our, uh, our partners, our clients uh, on the retail side to basically first streamline their sales channels, moved it all towards um, uh, consolidating all their orders, centralized it, and then put it in back to their fulfillment fulfillment um, uh, based on all their inventories uh, 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 space, right? Um, and how they pick, pack, and ship it out to their end customers, right? Um, and all this is done in one single platform, um, like a control tower view. Yeah. Okay. So, so that's, so that, that's, what so that's the information side of it. In, in the operations of your clients, are, are, are clients moving to automate their fulfillment centers or are they mostly still conventional, you know, manual order picking and so on? Uh, it all starts with conventional manual, right? Um, so there's a lot of manual labor. There's a lot of human decisions, right? Uh, and 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 so you know, e-commerce, e-commerce yeah. has lots of implications for that. You know, it makes it more yes, more yes, huge implications, right? Because because it comes in so fast that that you totally you know, and 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 thanks to the lockdown as well, you know, uh, because of the lockdown now, you know, we used to only have like 11, 11 and chop chop, right, as the big sale day, you know, that the Lazada days, right? And but today, because of the lockdown, there's like two, two, three, three, four, four. Every month, there's a people just take opportunity of that, right? Um, and 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 there's going to be a, you know, the, the the floodgate of orders is going to open and it's going to just come in, and, and that's where the nightmare begins, right? So 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 yes, huge implications. Uh, uh, and, and right now, what I'm observing here is a lot of e-commerce retailers, as particularly the retailers that's on e-commerce, uh, a lot of e-commerce retailers are really um, moving very fast. They're really moving real fast 
to ensure that right from the right from the order point and all the way to the shipped out point is all streamlined. It's all streamlined. It's all controlled, um, and and there is a clear visibility of how um, the SKU move from point A to point B. Yeah, and the pickback ship process. Yeah, so mm-hmm. so we are looking at um, uh, a, a, I shall call it the first level of automation. If, if you like, you know, uh, where they moved out from manual labors into a system guided operations. Um, uh, the next level, which we are starting to see also is where they are now um, less dependent on human decisions. So the, so, so what, one of the jokes here is basically always uh, on a daily basis is we always tell the bosses, you know, you can go play golf now. We don't need your decisions. The data makes the decisions, right? So <laughs> it's fine. The system makes a decision. Yeah. So, 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 so we're seeing the shift uh, to uh, a, a, from human decisions to uh, making decisions based on data, right? Because now there's there's more and more people looking at data, um, and, and and then of course you well hopefully hopefully I would say that maybe the next two to three years we will start to see um, more and more the automation moving far towards more uh towards the side of you know um agvs um, iot pick to lights put to lights and all that yeah but as of now i i guess you know the of course the the the, the other the other parameter to consider is basically the volume of orders right if you don't have a big volume of orders you really can't there's no you can't make sense of the rois of all this investment yeah sure very 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 interesting so as we we come into the last um few minutes of mm-hmm. the interview we might just change tax slightly and uh, I might just ask you a little bit about about yourself. So you know, when you're not thinking about um, digital platforms and uh, uh, e fulfillment and so on, what kind of things do you like to do in in your spare time? Ah, uh, or do you have any spare time, Bernard? <laughs> given time, this no, 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 no. Over the last couple of years, uh, you know, as I grow as I grow older, <laughs> over the last couple of years, um, you know, I've. Patrick, I've I have two boys, right? I've 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 two boys, uh, Zachary and Tadius. Uh, one is seven, and the other one is five, five years old, right? And and I and, and it was really it was really when my second son was born, and I told myself, you know what, you know, it's it's time to not 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 slow down. At my age, I, I there's no such thing as slow down, right? But it's time to make time and intentionally and purposefully make time, right? A keyword there is to be really intentional with things. As much as I'm always intentional in work and in my business. Um, I, 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 it was a point in time uh, when, when my second son was born and I said, hey, look, it's really time to be intentional with the family, right? And this is not just play, play, you know? It's like, hey, there's two boys and a wife, right? You got to take this seriously, dude. So, so um, I make time for, for, for the family. Uh, and, and to your question, uh, I'm, I'm, I'm a triathlete. So, so I swim, bike and run. Um, it is only in the, when I'm in the pool doing my two kilometers of laps. Uh, or in my bike when I was when I'm when I'm when I'm anchored to the aero bars and, and doing hundred kilometers, um, that's where I don't think about work. That's the only uh, okay apart from cooking, apart from making dinners. That that fifteen minutes because I'm a, I'm a I'm a lazy husband, right? So I make very quick dinners. So apart from cooking, um, sh- swimming, bike and run, uh, you know, training for 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 a race, um, is is really what takes me off work. Totally, and I don't think digital, and uh, I don't bother whether someone going going out of stock or oversell. <laughs> that's, that's a good, that's yeah. a good balance. Are you are you reading anything or listening to anything at the moment that you find particularly inspirational that you might like to share? There's one that I'm reading, which is uh, "Start with Why" by Simon Sinek. Uh, very simple uh, book. Um, the other one that I, I'm, I'm I am currently reading is um, Robin Sharma recently recently published a a, a book, uh, and it's called "The Manifesto of the Everyday Hero." 
And it's a very nice uh, a short chapter, uh, small little nuggets that, you know, one day uh, every reading session, you can pick up about three, three chapters on, on a go. Um, and it kind of like put your mindset at a proper, yeah. So, so Manifesto of the Everyday Hero by Robin Sharma is really good. Yeah. Excellent. And where can people find out more about uh, you and your company and your services? Sure. Um, I'm, I'm available on LinkedIn, uh, Bernard Hoar. Uh, you, can, you can find me there on LinkedIn uh, or you can visit our company. So our website at hatio.asia. Yeah, that's hatio.asia. Okay, so H-A-T-I-O. H-A-T-I-O dot That's right. That's right. Okay. H-A-T-I-O dot Asia. Yeah. Excellent. And, you, and then your name on LinkedIn, you're Bernard Hoar, H-O-R. Isn't that right? Okay, wait. On LinkedIn is my Korean surname, which is H-A-R, Bernard Hoar. <laughs> okay, very good. Yeah, I guess. So, um, well... Thank you very much, for Bernard, for, for being here with us today. It was a pleasure, as as uh, as always. And I wish you the very, very best for the future, both professionally and personally. Thank you so much, Patrick, for having me on the show. And I really, really look forward to learning more from you. You're very, very welcome. Uh, thank you also to our listeners uh, for tuning in. And for any comments or questions, just drop me a line on pdaily, that's P-D-A-L-Y, at albalogistics.com. So keep well and stay safe until next time.